BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hey, girl, hey! Welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. So here's the deal. I have a two-hour talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show, Monday through Friday that's available live from 8 to 10 a.m. EST and then available for download to listen to whenever you want. But it's a subscription-based radio show. Hey, running a live radio show ain't cheap, honey. I do, however, realize that some people can't or simply don't want to pay for content, so... Here's a little bite of what I'm all about for you to nibble on. I hope you love it. Hey, girl, hey. Welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. So this week, I am oh so excited because I've got my girl, Claudia Oshry, a.k.a. Girl With No Job, hanging out with me. So Claudia and I have been friends now for, God, a couple years. And we actually came into each other's lives like at a good point in both of our careers. And then both of our shit just kind of came crashing down at the same time. You know, it's hard to make like true friends in this industry because everybody wants something. But Claudia and I just kind of clicked when we first met and we're pretty far apart in age. Uh, I have a youthful soul, but we definitely clicked and I respect her and she respects me like business wise. And we just developed a really great friendship. So um, it's been a minute since Claudia has been on this show uh, or my show. My, it's been a minute since Claudia has been on the Taylor Strecker show. And it's also been a minute since I've been on the morning toast. So I was on the morning breath uh, a bunch of times and then she hit the fan with me and then she hit the fan with her and I have yet to actually come on the morning toast. I'm a morning toast virgin until this week. So if you're listening to this now, definitely go back, uh, YouTube, Facebook, morning toast and check out the episodes that I did with Claudia. I did Monday and Tuesday. Oh, so much fun. We are fabulous together if I do say so myself. So I figured that this week of Taste of Taylor, I would play an interview I got to do with Claudia. So technically this is interview part one. There is a part two that will come, I don't know, in a minute. You got to wait for it for a little bit longer. Suspense is good. Waiting makes things sexier. That's a really weird thing to say. Uh, I digress. So rather than just do topics with Claudia to kick this off, you know, like I said, it's been a second since Claudia and I actually have like sat down and really talked definitely uh, in, in, in a public forum. So rather than just do what Claudia and I normally do, which is just like, you know, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I mean, in a really good way, like talk about like ridiculous things and celebrity things, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I decided that I would actually interview Claudia, which is kind of weird to like interview your friend because I know all the stories, but I know that maybe there's been some time that's gone by 
between, we'll call it the incident, and uh, then her reemerging like a phoenix from the ash. And I know for my listeners, it was really important maybe to hear that story, that progression. And it's not something that Claudia talks about all the time. Um, and I thought it was really important to give her the opportunity to talk about it in a super honest way and uh, for you guys to kind of get to see a side of Claudia that I get to see as a friend. Anyway, so this is my hard-hitting interview with Claudia Oshry. I mean, listen, we're still laughing and ridiculous and silly, but we do go deep and there are some tears, so enjoy. I just want to take a real quick break to talk about one of our new sponsors for the podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm so excited about the sponsor because I've legit been obsessed with them forever's RX bars. You guys, if you've listened to me for a while, you've heard me talk about them before. I am like queen of, I don't want to say the word diet because RX bar is not a diet, but I'm the queen of like, you know, my weight is definitely something that is always at the forefront of my mind. And I like to eat healthy when I can, of course, but like being on the go and waking up early in the morning for radio is, it makes it really hard to eat, especially a healthy breakfast and be like satiated. And I used to bring like egg whites to work, but they stank, girl, in the studio and like at the coast, like, please don't eat that. I really smelled them. So anyway, um, I found, I would say probably like a year ago, RX bars and I found them at an airport and they stood out to me because they have like very few ingredients that they list like boom right on the front of the package and one of the ingredients was egg whites and I'm like well egg whites are my favorite source of protein so I gotta give these bars a chance because normally bars are like they're like so sugary and it's not like I don't feel after I eat it like I ate something that fills me up I need some protein in my mornings honey and RX bars totally does the job I mean of course you can eat the whole bar it's really not many calories but I can tell you I even went through a phase where I was eating like half a bar because of course I'm like a chatterbox McGee when I go on the air and I don't have time to like eat a whole thing so I'd eat half a bar in the morning and then like half later in the day when I need like a boost and it's just it's amazing my two favorite favorite flavors are definitely I love the chocolate sea salt it's like dark chocolate with like mm -mm, crystallized salt it's so good and then also I mean peanut butter chocolate is my jam it's like a healthy version of a peanut butter cup it's just so good and right now you can get 25% off your first order yeah you heard me 25% off your first order just visit rxbar.com slash taylor again that's rxbar.com slash taylor and enter my promo code taylor at checkout again 25% off your first order visit rxbar.com slash taylor t-a-y-l-o-r and enjoy. I'm telling you, they're going to change your Liz life. Hey, girl. Hey. I'm Taylor. Welcome to the Taylor Strecker Show or Taste of Taylor or wherever the hell this is playing because it's going to be playing <laughs> everywhere because I'm using this content because it's going to be so good. So National right now, syndication. Right, girl? Mm -hmm. So right now, I have one of my favorite people in the entire world on the show with me, and I it's been a minute since you've been on with me. I literally just heard you say, hey, girl, hey, and I smiled so loud because I haven't been on the new show, and I haven't heard you say that in so long, and I'm like just so happy that you're back. So... Claudia Oshry. Hi. Girl with no job. Hi, everyone. Hey, girl. Hi. Please be nice to me. Oh, my God. Please, <laughs> please be nice to me. You know, the critics be tough these days, girl. They are. And I'm the type of person who can definitely take it because I dish it. Yep. And, and I can take it. When I, like, when I ask for feedback, I always do. And I, I, I appreciate critical feedback. But when someone's just being mean, that's not feedback. That's yeah. just you're a bitch. There's 
constructive criticism. Wait, can we curse here? Absolutely. Okay. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Be free. It's always Be... important to ask. I, I feel the same way. <laughs> I'm actually not allowed to really swear on getting younger. Oh, well, that makes sense. But I, I mean, TV they're, land. they're like, if you do, whatevs. You'll live. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, please don't. God, if I had to do a show where I couldn't swear, no. I would be so fucked. It's so necessary. Like, just sometimes when you want to, like, land a joke right? or just make your point stronger, you need a good fuck. Hello, girl. <laughs> In so many ways. So many ways. So, okay. So, we have so much to catch up on. We so, really this is do. our this is our catch-up show. Okay. Okay. So, or catch-up interview, if you will. I will. Um, so... Let's start first things first. So yeah, so it's been, you have not been on the Taylor Strecker show. No. So we haven't done anything together since the Build series. Yes. Girl, you were on our live show. I was on your live show. That was so fun. That was so much fun. F- Build series with Stephen McGee. Yeah, we were wasted. Oh my God, he dropped a bomb. He did, about Sheena. I wonder if that got him in trouble with it the show. It got on page six, so... Oh I can't God, imagine girl. that it was good. I can't imagine. Bravo doesn't like that attention, huh? No. I mean, I loved it and I was living for it, but as yeah. Steven's friend, I was like, ooh, you're probably in trouble. Oh, yeah. We're, Big we're time. Now. Okay, so we did the Build series together, mm-hmm. and at that point, I had been fired from Sirius, mm-hmm. and you were, I mean, and our breath. No, such a good friend. That's oh, what I, I want to say. Oh, my God, stop. You guys, I mean, I really, when I got fired from Sirius, I found out who my real, and I know mm. we're going to speak uh. to this, I found out who my real friends were, yep. and also who my friends weren't yep but this business is interesting because it's it's like so casual and it's very like it's it's um it's what's I know the word what I'm mean. looking for it, it's like it's, it's not serious it's not serious and so it's like it's for a, lack of a better word right it, s-e-r-i-o-u-s <laughs> but that's the thing is I really feel like it's it's very social that's, yes that's the word and I feel like you make these friendships but yep. it's still business and it's not real it's not real no it, or sometimes it's not real and you have to learn that lesson really early on in a very difficult way because I'm the type of person where it's like I meet someone and we click like I want to be your friend I'm not looking for anything from you exactly like, I just want to be chill. You tell me something I'll never tell anyone if you tell me not to. Like, I'm just like, I'm a chill girl who like, I just am looking for like good friends. But that was hard for me to understand when like entering the business of people who just want something from you. And, that, and that's his business. Yes. But don't you think it's every business? Yes. Yeah. But it's also just, it's a person thing. Like I have made like some, like you, like I've made literally some of my best friends in the past two years, which is so weird because I have friends who I've known for middle school. And then I have friends who I trust more than anyone that I've only known for a year or two. Well, you know what's so crazy is I got into a really big fight with one of my friends from a really long time. And because, did you talk about it on your show? Um, I probably did. Everyone thought it was me. I got people oh, no, wait. and greet. Yeah. Oh, girl, I talk about all, all, all <laughs> okay. your drama. First of all, I get in a lot of fights. <laughs> Second <laughs> of all, I wait, we have to get to that. So yes. everybody thought I was talking meet about greet, people are like, is everything okay with you and Taylor? Oh, I'm my like, God. I think so. Why? And then so many people started asking me. I thought I might have done something because like if everyone thought it was me, I was like, oh, fuck, what did I do? But we like oh, you and I, we're not the type of people who talk every day. But when we talk, it's like deep and meaningful. And it doesn't matter that we haven't spoken in two weeks. You no, know? that's well, that's why you're like my kind of bitch. Right. Because we don't have to be like up each other's butt. Hey, how are you? How's everything? How's Taylor? Oh, my God. And then when we get together, it just clicks. Yeah. So and you and I. So we first met on my show. It's serious. Yes. Because your manager, Toffler, is friends with my sister. Exactly. Who was like, I, who I, I feel like, and I say this lovingly, is like your Kris Jenner slash yes. momager. Oh, she embraces that title. <laughs> very, very hardcore. So we met through that, and mm-hmm. I thought you were just fabulous. And I was also, let's be honest, like 
fascinated and obsessed with the fact that you had millions right. of Instagram followers it's as a girl with no job. Yeah. So I was like, give me more. Tell yeah. me more. Yeah. And then you also, um, so, so what was, so what was the quid pro quo? Cause like, I know why I was like obsessed with you. Oh, that's such a good question. I don't know. Were you like, she's cool. Cause I'm like an old lady. Oh, I don't know. That's such a good question. I don't think of it like that. I just think of it like there are very few people who get and understand like my vibe and you're very much on my level just in terms of we talk super fast. Yep. We have the same interests. We're both like cool, fun, nice girls who could take a joke. Yes. Um, so it wasn't necessarily like an aesthetic thing or just like a person, a profile thing. Thing. It was just more like we're very similar. We can take one another. She seems cool, and we vibed. Yeah. So then you kept coming back on the show. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, but, but but at that point, and then we we slowly like started to like hang out outside, outside. of stuff. Yep. And it was like you would invite me to events you were throwing. Yep. And things we had lunch nature. at Soho House. We did have lunch at Soho House, mm-hmm. and so it became like tighter and tighter and tighter. And then I got. A fired, and oh, I was right. like, and I was like, okay, so who's and gonna you were, stick wait, with you me? Were at, oh, shit, you yes, you that, were on Afterdale, which is our Riverdale recap show. No, I two wasn't days before. I was on Morning Breath. Oh, 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 yeah. So what happened? And we were trying to book you for Afterdale. This is crazy. Yeah, have we even talked about? this? I think it was on a Friday. You came on the Morning Breath to co-host to fill in for Jackie on a Friday. I did, and at this point, this was literally shit the was weird. Day before mm-hmm. I got fired because they called me on a Saturday. Yeah, like savages. Yeah, and so that's so mean. So Not only. To fire you, but to ruin your weekend. And I was on a trip out <sighs> to get an advertiser for the show. Oh, you're lying. Girl. Did they fire you over the phone or in person? Over the phone. Oh, rude. With a lawyer who I'd never met before. Oh, and I that's was all rude. like, bitch, you, you, you take it down a couple yeah. notches. Yeah. But um, no, and my boss on the way out, the one that called me on Saturday, yep. he was like, have a great time. Hope we get that advertiser. What? Like, Bitch, you she knew. knew. She knew. He or whatever. Yeah, he's a bitch. He knew. Yes. <laughs> when he, you say bitch, I just assume it's a woman. No, which is wrong. He's a, which is so wrong. It is wrong. Why? Why do we get that? They're a bitch. They, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I get it. I can't even begin that conversation because I get so confused. But I need to learn it. Just in general. Yes. Okay, so I digress. So um, I was on Morning Breath, and I remember, rest in peace, Mm -hmm. and I remember that you guys were like, come on to Afterdale. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that'd be great. And then you were like, also, there's a podcast portion. I was like, can't do it. Oh, right. And you're like, why? And I was like, because my contract's super tight with Sirius. Mm -hmm. And you guys guys were like, that sucks. You got to figure out a way of that. Right. And so I remember after we left, I was like, to my manager, I was like, Matt, we should like talk with the girls about, I don't know, like doing something more with them. Literally, when you left... We left and we all got together. We're like, we got to get Taylor's show on our network. We got to distribute it. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so then I get fired. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And um, Clay Aiken never texted me, which is so rude. <gasps> wait. He I'm was fine. my co-host. Like, he, oh, wait. That's so interesting. So Clay, I always liked, like when something happens, not that this is like kind of morbid, but like when there's a death or like something, you always see who reaches out because it's yes. like kind of interesting people in the industry, like who they really, like if they take you as seriously of a friend as you do and I think that's a very interesting t- statistic that Clay Aiken did not. So here's the thing. <clears throat> Clay was, he was like not a regular co-host, but yes. like he was. I was on with him once, I remember. I was basically like, was he nice to you or was he shady? L- um, lovely. Lovely. And lovely, but you know, like shade, like people love to be shady, like girl with no job. And I can't he tell if jelly. I'm just taking it personally. He was jelly. No, he wasn't jelly. He was just like, we were talking about usernames. Remember he said that 13 year old kid had his username and he stole it? Yes. Whatever. Like, and it was funny, but um, he wasn't rude by any means. He okay, was good. a nice guy. He was just like, Shade, you know. Yes. Some people are just shady. And it's not. Shade? Shade. That's a new, that's a new way. Shade. I forget that, that that's not how it's pronounced because I say it so much. And like when you were like, Shade, I'm like, yes, Shade. Yeah, Shade. Oh he was God, fine. He was lovely. Okay, so I really, 
I was kind of like his mistress. Mm. Like he was like, I want to fuck you, but like real shadily, like at right. like a gross motel. Right. And not on like a routine basis once a week. So we literally offered him the job and he turned it down because he himself said to me, the pay here is so disgustingly yeah. low that I like, I don't want to even lower my rate. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to work with you like almost every single Tuesday. Yeah. So see you next Tuesday, Clay. <laughs> but he was like, but I don't want to even take the gig because like, I don't want people to find out that I work for so little. Okay. And which I could respect. Yep. And so we, by all accounts, were great. I mean, listen, I knew he thought I was petty. Mm-hmm. Duh. I knew he thought I was stupid. Duh. <laughs> Own it. Put the crown on my head. Right. But I didn't realize, like, but when he didn't text, I was like, that, but you know what? I actually think that he didn't text because I think that maybe he had advisors that were like, yo, don't text her because he happened to be on the Wednesday before I got fired and we were talking about Me Too and like my experience at right. that facility with the situation oh. and he was pushing me like why did right. I go to HR and so maybe he was concerned that he had some involvement yeah. in what happened to me oh. so me, so that's my one caveat is okay. I'm like Clay and I can be kiki and cool yeah. if like down the road he's like I was advised not to talk to you Yeah, because I get it people are litigious and crazy I'm not but people are mm-hmm. and also he's like sneaky rich yeah like how he's running for Again? Something. I don't know. He's always running. He loves the politics. Yeah, he loves to exercise. He does. Loves to he run. Loves to run. <laughs> so, so anyway, so he was like a, a bit of a disappointment. That's But you guys were so amazing. And we didn't know each other super duper well no. at that point. And so you guys like, you know, invited me back on Morning Breath. Yeah. And you were there for me and it was amazing. And then like, God, girl, how many months afterwards? I don't know. We're twins. Three? Yeah. I don't, I can't even, I no, don't know. No, it must have been. More because like I, four I was or five. I was back on the air. Right. Yes, um, you were here at the Taylor Strecker show. Yep. So it was probably did you see that shameless plug on my own show. It's like <laughs> TaylorStrecker dot com sign up. Now. They're like, we know we're listening. <laughs> Hello. Um. And so yeah. So I basically. I was, I was doing the show. I was probably like maybe a month in. Right. And then we were trying to work out you coming on. But yes. then, and you know, did I tell you this? What? I planned, I, I, I scheduled the Taylor Strecker show around morning breath. Did you? Yes. So that you could do both. You got it. Oh, that, well, which well, is what, exactly what we're going to do. Which is exactly what we're going to do. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so I was like eight to 10. Smart. Respect. Yeah. But I really fucking hate getting up so early. I'm sorry that we did that it's to you. It's kind of your fault. No, I know. Honestly, you know, it's so funny that you say that. We're always like 1030 is too early. We need 1130, but now I think of you out here, 8 to 10. You girl. work so hard. Girl, thank you. You do. That's why I'm slowly dying on the inside. <laughs> My mom and dad called me. They were like, you're no spring chicken, sister. No. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you really do. Oh, girl. I'm sorry to shame you, but you I need know. to self-care. I know. I know. I'm working on it. Self-care, self-love. Self-everything. Self-everything. Self-love comes easy for me. Does it? Yeah. I well, I believe also. it. You do. And but, you inspire me. Because oh I'm God, like, stop. I need to get uh, no, I need to get some Claudia confidence. Well, it's so funny that you say that because the other day I like put on my Instagram story I was like how do you because most of my followers are girls I'm like where do you guys like get your like well of confidence like where do you pull that from and they're like what do you mean I don't even know what that, that what you're talking no, about no and they all had such interesting answers one girl was like I have a younger sister and I really want her to be confident so I emulate like fake confidence for her oh. and then in turn that kind of makes me like empowered and makes me feel confident I'm like wow that's so interesting and one of the things people said that I totally agree with and this was my like when I was coming of age like this was the, the route I took they were like I literally pretended to love myself and then I started to damn fake it till you make it I'm like that's literally what I did I would pretend to be so confident in front of all these people even though I was like slowly dying on the inside and then I started to believe my own lies I'm like you know what I do rock I gotta do this yes I feel like I'm half in the bag yeah I just gotta like really commit everyone's half in the bag everyone has those moments where they're like I'm amazing I'm better than everyone and then they have those moments where they're like oh my god everyone I suck how do you be confident and self-deprecating at the same time such a good question well I have 
I draw the line, and most of my humor is about myself. Like I'd rather make fun Which of myself than make I fun of other people. Love because I comedians who make fun of other people. I mean, listen, celebrities don't count. Yeah, like, I agree. And I mean, super famous rich. I'm not talking about like reality stars. No, that's not fair because no. they're not getting paid enough to be beat up on. Totally. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we count as that too. Until like you're laughing your way to the bank, like leave those people alone. But like I can make fun of Anne Hathaway till kingdom come, and she'll never hear it. Exactly. I just really know where to draw the line between like real life and a joke, and not everyone does. So I'm really sensitive to that because like now I I don't even know what to call myself. I do call myself a comedian, but because I come because I come come from the digital space, that's the space where like people are really comfortable, just like you know not like being sensitive, like. They are, and whereas like a, a fan of a, a com- of comedy and a fan of a comedian like can take a raunchy joke and not be upset by it, but when you come from the internet, my audience is used to you know having things said to them that are just in line with what they believe. So I try not to cross that line, but it is a delicate balance. And especially now, I feel like we live in a space where like you are always about to step in a landmine. Yep. Anybody who talks like more than I don't know fifteen minutes with a freaking teleprompter yep. for them is basically screwed. Totally, it's and, inevitable. And when you don't have a filter like you and I do, yeah. Um, some things you say some things and you don't mean it but they come off and people are upset and they have every right to be okay so let's go back in time so I'm fired you guys are there for me you're such good friends I actually not that I didn't think that you guys were great I just didn't know how fucking awesome you were right so thank you no thank you and then shit the van for you guys and I got fired I'm like am I a bad luck charm no did you oh. think that? No. Thank God. Now, now I do. Oh, shit. No, and then no. Steven, I'm like, oh my God, oh it's my me. God. It is you. No, it's not me. It's a Kardashian curse with Taylor Strecker. Oh my God. Thank you. I'm weirdly honored. Okay, so all that shit went down, yep. and I just want to touch upon it briefly. Sure. Okay, so, you know, what do you want to say about that in that moment in time? Because I know that um, when it all happened, and I, I remember reading, mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, my first reaction was like, oh my God, they're everywhere. They're fake. Right. Not that you guys aren't already, but it was like so crazy. I mean, every single one of your sisters yeah. was like being like named in these like Which, articles. Which like, I felt really guilty about because m- my little sister, Olivia, they didn't do anything. Like they're just my sister. So like I felt bad that like my sister now is like going to have to graduate from graduate from college and like try and find a job. And when some someone Googles her, like the terrible things I did come up. Right. So I have a lot of guilt about that, but I'm getting over it. Um, no, I don't know. I don't. I I don't even know how to refer to it. Like, as it, what is it a shitstorm? Is it a scam? Like, I don't know what the right word to use is to, to describe it. When I first read the article, I was like, my first reaction for real was like, oh my god, this is like, like, like it was my mind went to all press is good. It press, was wild, which is crazy. But then I started to really read, yeah, it's and not- I was like, oh, I don't think this is good. So I reached out to you, yes. and you know, concerned about you guys, of course. And I, I, I think I might have read maybe one article, two articles. And so the very next day I was prepared to answer questions from the audience, Uh but I was hoping that nobody would call. I was only going to talk about it if asked. Okay. Someone called. Oh, of course. We call him Dickhead Devin now. Got it. Yeah, because he got me in trouble. Sorry. So anyway, no. I'm taking everyone down with no, me. No, no. Well, I'm, I'm the firing curse. Right. I'm, I'm the one who's sorry. Oh, yeah. So... I so I addressed it on the show and I was I went hard for you guys because I'm loyal mm-hmm. and that's how I operate and then more stuff came out throughout the day and yeah. I think sometimes people forget that like oh she's doing a morning show maybe she didn't read Re- X Y oh, and Z because they're listening to it at night that's a good so point. they're listening to it having read certain things with and being more information like, like fuck Taylor yeah so I got a little bit of backlash I'm sorry no don't apologize because like that's that was my choice to go on and defend you because I love you guys right. and I, I love you and I love your whole family yeah and I and like you like that's the 
thing about coming from the internet is like people think that they know you because you give them this like entry into your life and they do know you, but they don't know like the real you, um, which is why I kind of understand what had happened to you. Cause like you're, you're my friend, you know me with chill, like with no makeup on, like, right. You know me on a deeper level. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> But people that don't, people that jump to conclusions from what they read online and they believe. And I do the same thing when I read things about other people. And now having gone through this whole thing, I have such like more of a guard up when I read things about people because I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's different. Like people are just so quick to label other people like alcoholic, racist, you know, and you know what? People really do not throw around those terms. Right. Because I got called a racist on this show. It's so defamatory. Mm -hmm. And if and it's just it's like it's not fair, but when you're at a certain point, you can't complain about things like this. Exactly. So, you know? so anyway, so I went on, the, I went on the show and I was, I was so happy that I was able to share with the audience and I, I, I in my gut, I knew you'd be okay with mm-hmm. it, but personal text between you and right. I, because that night when shit really hit the fan for you, yep. um, you were texting me s- such unnecessary apologies. So appreciated, but so unnecessary. Right. And I'm like, listen, this is the girl I know. You know maybe an internet personality or an influencer or like a celebrity that you're reading stories about and so that's that's your reaction Mm -hmm. and that's your opinion and you're allowed to it but my opinion is this is my friend right she apologized to me more than she even needed to right I forgive her yeah and moving forward and and then I was like and we're no longer talking about it right well I would love to no longer talk about it but at the same time I feel like I have like a responsibility because there are people who follow me and engage with me and are my supporters and it would not be fair to like just act like it didn't happen because it did and I learned a really important lesson and I'm more than happy to be like a good role model and be like listen it's okay to fuck up when you're when you're younger you make mistakes everyone does it's not a big deal oh my god yes mine was blown up on a big scale so what I did with that lesson is important so I'm more than happy to like take responsibility like it's okay to fuck up and understand and apologize and change as a person like not everyone is who they were eight years ago you know so if I just completely ignored it which a lot of people do which I think is so wrong so wrong like I just People are looking to me and like, this is an important lesson. Like you can write something. We live in a very digital age. Nothing disappears on the internet. You can write something as a joke in high school and think it's funny. And then 10 years later, be applying for a job and it come up. Yes. Like this is a very real thing. So like I thought the next step that I took would be really important for the people watching. Yes. And I tried my best to be a good role model, I guess. I think you took it as a teachable moment. Yeah. And it's, you a- owned it. You apologized yeah. for it and you, and you're like, and I'm going to evolve and right. you have. And honestly, I feel like. Everything really does happen for a reason. I'm such a firm believer in that. Me too. And now just like seeing how I feel like I've grown up so much in the past like six months that like I don't think I would have grown this much or learned this much if it wasn't for this thing that happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to like I'm the type of person where like I try and see the best in every situation. And sometimes it's fucking hard when people are writing horrible, disgusting things about you and your family on the Internet and there's nothing you could do about it. What do you do? Are you of the camp (sighs) of clapping back? Are you of the camp of ignoring? It depends, you know, like I was in the wrong. So me clapping back would just make me look dumb. Like not worth it. No, no. Um, I ch- I try and be the mindset of like haters. They're just there. They love you. And I try and rise above it. But sometimes every now and then I just got to put a bitch in her place. Right. But my sister Jackie, she always says, she's like, if you're going to respond to one thing a mean person says, you have to respond to 10 things a nice person says. Like, why am I giving people who she's say so, so right. right? Why am I responding to a person who says you're fat and ugly and I hate you and not the person who's like, your show changed my life? Why? Right. Exactly. That's not fair. Well, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, unfortunately. But it, we like you, I, we have to change the mindset. Yeah. Because then rewarding the people who deserve it the least and that's like the one people say to me all the time like you can't give it the time of day and i'm not phased by that but when jackie said that i'm like damn bitch you're right she's right so for every for if you're gonna respond to one negative you gotta respond to 10 10 positives because there are people who dm me just like wanting me to answer and i get so many that i can't see but like that's not fair 
You're right. Like I'm pushing people's messages down to the bottom who are saying important things and positive things. But the one person who's like, you're ugly, I'm going to be like, no, you are. You know, like I don't even feel good every time I respond. I always immediately regret it. I know. Which is the I worst know. feeling. Oh, God. I got into a fight with a girl when I first launched the show. It was, we were both drunk. I'm going to yeah. claim that. Okay. I don't know that she was, but I definitely was. Okay, good. And Tay was also away. Whenever Tay leaves, I like go on the internet and fight with everybody. Oh, and she like keeps you back. Like, exactly. Holds your earrings. Exactly. Holds my earrings while I fight them. <laughs> and, uh, oh, we got into a bad, bad. No. And, I, and then afterwards, like, why did I do that? And you're just giving this loser attention. And that's all she wanted. So she's getting yes. what she wanted. Yes. So uh, I say that I'm done. I don't know if I'm actually done, but I hope that I am. Well, you're Phoenix from The Ash because you came back with an even better show, Morning Toast. Thank you. Yes, The Morning Toast. All right, so The Morning Toast. So um, I'm so excited about that. Want to talk about that and everything. But yeah. when we had dinner, like after everything yep. went down and, and you were telling me about like Morning Toast mm-hmm. and we're going to launch it and da 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 you were also said to me, you were like, I'm going to fulfill my dreams of going on a comedy tour. Yeah. I remember yep. us sitting at Gemma. Yep. You saying that to my me. My favorite restaurant. And I was like, well, you are hysterically funny. And I had the utmost respect for comedy. I'm me not too. a comedian, but I work with a lot of comedians. Same, same, same. And so you're like, I'm going to go on tour. And this is my thing about you that I, I, you're younger than me, but this is, I admire you and I look up to you for this. You say you're going to do something and girl, you fucking do it. That's, what is that in you? Well, it's the, I don't say a lot, you know? Some people talk a lot, and then, like, if I never say I'm going to do something. So if I do it, I have to do it. Like, I've never once said I want to, like, lose weight on and go on a diet. Because if I did, I wouldn't do it. So if the day comes where I'm like, I'm going to go on a diet, I have to do it because I've never said it before. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. So I'm completely opposite. I just talk, 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 and get, like, nothing accomplished. Right. That's fun, too, though. That's really a good time. Honestly, living in a fantasy world is the best. Literally the most frustrating life of my life. Well, people have always said to me, like, because when you come from the internet, no one knows what you're going to do next. And there's no precedent set. Like, there's nobody who's come before me whose career I want to no, you're a pioneer. replicate because nobody's done what we do. No one has done, like, an independent radio show. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. So, I mean, I'm sure people have, but, like, not in the digital space. Being a pioneer is so difficult. It is. <laughs> but people have always said, like, you should be a comedian. And I was always of the mindset, like, listen, there's a difference between being a comedian and being a funny person. Yes. And comedians, like, it's, it's 90%, no, sorry, 70% being funny and 30% memorizing writing jokes whereas if you're a funny person you just say something funny off the cuff you don't write it down it's more spontaneous exactly it's more like improv right so i pushed it off for a while and then before all this happened i did two shows at caroline i remember i remember because i just wanted to try I, I don't know what was it, what it was, but it was like, I know that this digital thing can't last forever. Right. And I want to do something more. And Concrete. I, I've never been like a smart, I was not smart in school. I don't have any you like- words. No. I'm shocked. Really? Yes. I was like a very, very poor student. Like what was your like general average? Like at one point in NYU, I was on academic probation. Come on. Yeah, like really bad because I failed to class. Oh my God. And like nobody knows that. I like didn't tell anyone. I was like so afraid. <gasps> but now I don't care. Because like, look, you can fail a class and still, you know. I think that's a good lesson. Yeah. You know, also my kids aren't going to college. No, yeah. Oh my God. College is such a sham. Such a sham. It was like a waiting room for me to like figure some stuff out. And then like once I was done, I was like, okay, now I'll launch my career. For me, I just got like real fucked up. Yeah, oh, that too. All the time. Met Ben. It, it was a good terrible time, choices. <laughs> I could have really done without mine, actually. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so, so I did the two shows because I just wanted but to what try. What did you do? So here's the thing that is interesting in comedy. So I learned about comedy through my co-host, my former co-host, Kenny, who I was with for eight years. Mm-hmm. This guy's like a comedy comedy Hardcore. man, okay? But like, and I remember he used to always be like, ugh, L.A. comedy, ugh, L.A. comedy. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, you know, it's like, Scripted. it's like the prettying up of comedy where it's yeah. like, you know, people who like, like he like 
dirty, gritty New York comedy. Yeah. And he saw a change in the industry, and he didn't love the idea mm -hmm. of that. But it's interesting because I, like... I now see the progression. I actually love the change in comedy because I feel like I can actually find a space in it now. Yes. Whereas before I was so intimidated by it. Yep. But like now comedy clubs, like, you know, I went to go see uh, Watch What Crappens Live. Oh, did you? They sold out Bowery Ballroom on like a friggin' Wednesday wow. night. If 600 seats. I was wow. bl blown away. And I'm like, they're sitting at a table with laptops talking. What is going on? Like in a good way. Yep. In an amazing way. And so I was like, so my manager, of course, after that was like, we need to start getting into more live space because yep. once Kenny left, I was like, well, I guess I'm done with live shows yeah. because I don't have a comedian yeah. to like perform mm -hmm. and I'll just like host it. And like bounce off of. But now it's like, it's changing. And I mean, yep. Caroline's is reputable. Yep. Improv, the, I mean, you're playing major comedy right. showcases. Right. And it's it's so weird because comedy is this like very old school business. Like when you talk to comedians, they all talk about like the good old days where like in order to come up in the business, you would have to do five minutes on stage every night to an audience of five people, make $10 and you just do it and you do it and you do it and you do it. And some people give up and people keep going, keep going until they reach a point where like people know them and they're, and, and they're recognizable. Um, but because of digital, it's like it's like cutting the line a little bit. Like, yeah. And but so what? So what? It yeah, is what it is. But I mean, that's why I feel evolve. weird calling myself a comedian. I don't think you should. I think you should own it and wear it like a badge of honor. Well, because I can just see like a, a comedian who worked endlessly year after year, night after night, making like $10 a week just from doing a couple minutes of stand-up being like, she's not a comedian. She's never even done stand-up before. Whereas like now I'm like performing at the Wilbur Theater, which is like a huge theater in Boston. And I've like, I have very little to no stand-up experience yeah but I feel like you do them you do improv every single day yes you so have paid totally your dues. totally like the one hour show people think they're like how long do you take to prepare I'm like bitch I just sit the fuck down comb my hair and start talking so it's amazing practice and it's also good practice like a lot of people watch a show like if I say something out of line I'm gonna get tweets about it so it, it kind of makes me behave if that makes sense yes yes like, and after that whole shitstorm happened i really learned kind of the the power of my words yeah and that it's not like i'm not shouting into the void like there are people listening and like that's a responsibility yeah so now i take it like super seriously like i have a coach and at the end of the day being a comedian is just like you're either born with it or you're not yep and then how you kind of train yourself and and practice definitely like shapes the comedian you become, but you have to be born with it. I think so. Okay, so your comedy tour is called the Dirty Jeans Tour, which I love so much because I wear the same pair of jeans every single day on my show. Oh my! And God. you can see my legs, and people are always like, "You wear the same jeans. You wear the same jeans." I'm like, first of all, I literally have the same exact fucking pair of jeans from Top Top. I might have 15 pairs because exactly. I keep losing them. Second of all, you know, sometimes yeah, it is dirty jeans like two days in a row. Fuck off! So I just have become obsessed with like the concept of dirty jeans. And you also wear the same outfit. Yes. Okay, so why the PJs? I love the PJs. Well, I, yes, I wear pajamas on the show. First, because I just want it to be annoying and like extra and like have a costume. But two, like it's a, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a 90 minute show and I don't sit down and I'm like, bitch, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to wear Spanx. Like I wouldn't, I think the show would be measurably worse if I was wearing Spanx, a tight jeans and a blouse and like heels. Okay. So 90 minutes. So I did um, an, a live podcast. I remember. Different than what you do. Yes. Um, oh, at, sorry. That's what I was going to say. At Caroline's. 
I did, me and Jackie did a couple morning breath, morning toast live well, shows kind of like with series. you. And that was like a good way of wetting my feet. Being like, Yeah, but that's different, girl, because you've got different. a co-host there a with guest. you. And you've got guests. Mm-hmm. And you've got, you know, you've got a lot of people to bounce off of. Yeah. This is you solo. Yeah. I admire this so much because I think, like, listen, of course it's fun to do the projects with, like, a teammate or yep. a co-host. Totally. I mean, I do it every single day. Yep. But there's something very important and powerful about being able to stand on your own two feet. Totally. Especially when it comes to touring because, quite frankly, it's expensive. There's overhead. It's, yep. it's a business. And it's it's a pro and a con because just being a one-woman show, like, I don't have to pay anyone. I'm myself. It's awesome. I feel really empowered to be, like, running my own business. Yes. But at the same time, life on the road is super fucking lonely. Okay, so I've been watching, obviously, your Instagram stories like I always do. Like, like we all do with our friends. It's so <laughs> fucking weird. And you feel like you were there. Totally. Same. And there was one where you were, like, dropping off your pooch. Ugh. And you were crying so yes. hard. And I was like... Oh, she's sad to go on tour. Like, not that you don't love going and meeting the audience, but like... Being in my hotel room alone is... It's lonely. Yes. I mean, I was on the road with Kenny in only like a fraction of how much he traveled, Mm -hmm. and I would have my own room, and I would like cry myself to sleep. Yes. It's so... People... It it, it seems so glamorous. I was actually talking about this with Carly Aquilino. Yeah, it's not. She's a comedian. And she went on a crazy tour for maybe like, I don't know, a year like during Girl Code. Wow. And she said she got to a point like she had to stop from exhaustion. It's not even the exhaustion because like I know if I'm making money, I will be there awake, alert, ready to go. Like if there's money involved, you can get me anywhere. Yes. But it's more like the emotional thing of just like I have like I have this like weird like little family with Ben and Theo. And it's like I feel very guilty leaving because like I just got Theo. And then like being away from my sisters is super hard because I like to do my shows on the weekend because I like to do the toast during the week and then the shows on the weekend. Right. But then it's like all my sisters are like hanging out together on Snapchat and like I'm just like in a hotel room alone. It's not even FOMO. It's like legit like You're like Margo, go back to Israel. Right. (laughs) So Margo has now, I've hired Margo. Like I pay her. That's what I wanted to ask you. So um, because Margo said like my boss, my sister, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? I, it's, I mean- Margo has like a full-fledged social life. So for me to ask her to come to every show on the weekend is like, it's not easy. So I was not going to just like make her come. Like, no, I pay her and she works. I love She this. produces all my shows and I can't explain like having her there. My shows are so much better. I'm in better spirits. Yep. I'm funnier. I'm more like, I don't feel like. You have a companion. Yeah. And it's like a piece of home is with me. I don't feel, I used to like lay in bed on my phone, like literally just crying, FaceTiming Ben, FaceTiming my sister. I believe. And now with Margo, I don't feel like I'm away, if that makes sense. I, I, I'll come on the road with you. Yeah, but she's coming back to school, so I'm, I'm fucked. I'll, I'll work for you. <laughs> I work for hugs and love. Okay, no money? That's good. No, I want money. <laughs> I'll produce the shit out of that shit. Hell yeah. Um, but anyway, so tell me about the show and the structure and how you even like like formulated it and yeah. figured it out because I am first of all I have yet to come to one which is insane what I haven't been to, every time you've done one okay. in New York I've this been away Thursday are you not not in two days a week from tomorrow okay yes yes New Jersey it's like a little bit of a drive no 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 I can I can uh, I there's can, two so you I let can me know. maven it um, where in Jersey Hasbrook Heights it's like 30 minutes I fucking I did a live podcast there bananas with Carly Aquilino yes oh yes and Emma Willman okay and I'm just letting you know what it is the funniest fucking venue in the world. Why? Can I, you want me to tell you right now? No, let me be surprised. Okay, I will. Like, but listen, you walk in and the amount of celebrities who have performed there—that's the is best. Crazy. But when I walked in, I was like, "Huh, what?" And Carly was like, "I know." Yeah. But this is like it's this is very prestigious, a very legit place. And yes. I was like, "Why am I in a ballroom?" No, totally. My manager like books a lot of shows for other comedians, and he tells me he's like, "This this is a very legit comedy club. Like, very it's super legit. prestigious. Be nice to everyone." I'm like, "Of course, I'm always nice." Um, and you go and it's like this, 
Literally. But that's comedy. comedy is grimy. It's grungy. That's comedy. Yes, but sometimes you get to perform at like palaces. Oh my God, you don't understand. In West Palm Beach this weekend, oh, I was at the richest comedy called Leather Seats. My dressing room had a Lazy Boy recliner. It had a private bathroom with a blow dryer, snacks oh. everywhere. I was living and like every beverage just like lined up for me. Oh my God. And then girl. sometimes there's no air conditioning. Like it's, it's both. Yeah. It can be one or the other. Yep. Um, that's the fun surprises of comedy. You never know what it's going to get you. But so how is it doing a one woman show? Is there like a lot of audience? I, first of all, I can't wait to see it. I, yeah, I can't come. believe you haven't come. I didn't know that. I'm going to come to Hasbro Heights. Okay. There's def, two. Def, so def. you let me know. Okay. I'll let you know. So when I first did it, I was like, all right, great. I was talking, we made my, my manager. were just like talking it through. I'm like, I'll just get up there and like start riffing. He's like, are you kidding? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's 90 minutes. I'm like, so I could talk. I do a 60 minute show. Yeah. He's like, no, you have to like script it almost. I'm like, what? To me, that felt so inauthentic. Uh-uh. I'm like, are you kidding? And he was like, you have to go up there with some sort of structure. So we structured out a little bit. I mean, he really wanted me to go like literally scripting every word. No, no, And no, I was no, like, no, that's no. not me. No. And I went up there and it was, it was interesting. It was, it wasn't bad. It was just, I didn't know what was going on. Right. And the structure that I had in place, I was so fucking grateful for because you lean on it. Yeah. Like not knowing what you have coming up isn't inauthentic. It's fucking stand up. Like, so I try and stay authentic to who I am by like having this structure that I've built out now even more in depth, but the show's different every time. Like the, which I love. The, this is something that people should know. A lot of comedy shows you go to, this is the same act they've been doing every, literally for, for 10 years. years. And th- that's nothing against them. Mm-hmm. This is, this is what comedians do. But like you're good. If you see one, you've seen them all. Exactly. You, you're like the Dave Matthews of comedians. Oh, I don't know oh Dave Matthews. Like oh, what's the reference? Oh, no, I know that song. My heart. Sweet like candy to my I know soul. that song. Sweet Churak. Again, sweet this could be the end of our friendship. <laughs> no, Dave Matthews is like he. So yeah, albums great. Songs you hear on the radio. That's the only song you've ever heard. Yep. Yeah, great. What they do in their live shows, you could go to five shows in a row. All of them are different. Love that. Love. And yeah. it's such a good time. That's what it sounds like you're doing. So like the premise of the show is very much the same, but the way that I do the jokes, the way I engage with the audience is very different. So you could go to two shows, and there would definitely be some similarities, but you would be surprised with new jokes, and you'd laugh still. I think. I, lo- I, I, I cannot wait to see it. Me too. Okay, and also let's point out that you are selling these out. Yes. So it's really crazy. And like, honestly, that's why I feel so grateful for the audience that like, has followed me throughout the year. It's like unwavering, like no questions asked because they show up. Like when I need them, they are there. When I need them to like a picture, they do it. And when I need them to buy a ticket, they do. And all of this, t- this small tour that I'm doing this summer is all test. So I'm like testing out different Girl, markets. What a test. Right. So like they're putting me in Huntsville, Alabama, which is like a test market for the deep south and they want to see if when we plan a big tour like I should go to the south and that fucking big ass theater sold out right so it's just it's like a proof of concept thing and I'm like I really am like and every time we launch a show I'm like stop doing more shows no one is coming anymore like we've we've hit the max and when I launch a show it sells out like I just I I literally can't believe it so you've completely exceeded your expectations oh my god yeah I mean when I did my first three shows at Caroline's I was like you guys three shows are you kidding me we can only do one then I ended up doing six Damn. And then in Chicago, it's like, I knew there was a big toaster Claudette market there. So I'm like, let's do a show in like a big club. And I did one show and I ended up doing six. 
So now it's like, let's not do six shows. Let's do one show at a big prestigious venue. And that's what I'm doing in Boston. I'm doing two shows at the Wilbur, which is like comparative like to the the Beacon Theater in New York. It's very big. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it. So in case people didn't know. Oh my God. Maybe I'll come to that one too. I'll yes. Oh my God. No, I'm bringing everyone. Like that is like the milestone of my career. Like that's a moment I'll literally never I'm going to be like, like you're going to have like deadheads. No, yeah. Like I'm going to like. I want to get a party bus. Oh my God. <laughs> I will follow you around the country yes. on tour. Forget this radio no, show. just bring it with you. Pack it up. I'll pack it up. Clock. I'm Claudia. I am. A, you're a queen. Thank you. I, I love you. I am so impressed and by honestly, you. And I'm sorry, so proud I of you. I need to talk about you now. No, there's no time. Be- yes, there is, bitch. Shut up. Because I really felt super strongly about like reaching out to. Well, actually, no. I want to harp on one thing we said in the beginning where it's like you come into this industry and you co-host with people and everyone's nice. No one's not nice. Mm-hmm. No matter what level of like fame you are, no matter how many followers you have, everyone for the most part is nice. Yes. At the bare minimum. But I take everything. I'm like, you want to be my best friend? Sure. Like, uh. Brian Kelly who was the points guy uh-huh. was on our show and he has become literally one of my best friends and he was like so there for me and I really love him um, but that's not like that with everyone and, and I never know and I'm now because of what had happened and like so many people like kind of distance themselves from me which fine fair I'm, I don't blame you I probably would do the same Mm-mm. but I now know who is in my life like for real and I take that so seriously and like you and Taylor were just so there for like me and my sisters and like I'll literally I will never forget it like you're literally gonna make me cry but I will never forget it because not everyone did it and you're really special and I'm like so happy that you're like back on the air because like you kill it and everyone loves you and every time I get come to a meet and greet people are like what's up with Taylor like how's she doing I'm like she's great. Oh, I love you. No, you're, you're like a special cry. person. I just wanted to say it. I love you. I love you more. Oh my god, can we do this forever? I know. How much time has gone by? Well, actually, we're done. Oh, we've, we've, we've exceeded time. But guess me what? On Instagram, girl. Guess <laughs> what? More to come. Yes. Okay. So thank you guys for joining us, Claudia. Thank you for joining I me. I love you. I love you. And I might be popping up on morning <gasps> toast. Yes, yes, yes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, everyone. Stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram. Of course. Like I even need to. I always say this. I get like so pissy. I'm like, follow Claudia. No, no follow Taylor Shecker for premium content. Girl, you have got to start posting more. I know. We always uh, talk about this. I don't want to shame you, but I'm going to. I need a coach. I love you. I love you. You guys, more to come with Claudia in the near future, I promise. I love you so much, girl. Bye. Wasn't that amazing? Okay, listen. It's been a while since I've done like interview interviews. I, I used to do them all the time when I worked at Sirius because we had just like a steady stream of celebrity coming in. But it's I, I, it, it's something that I actually really miss doing. And it is weird to interview your own friend. Um, like, tell me the deets, friend. And I already know the information because we talked about it over dinner. But... I love to get to interview people. And Claudia is such a fascinating and interesting and accomplished woman. And she's so young in her career. And she's accomplished so much. And she's going to accomplish so much more. And I just adore her. And I think that you guys can probably hear that in the interview. So I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. And Claudia just blows me away. And she's somebody who's been like a really loyal friend to me in a business that's really shitty. And I love that she's open. I love that she's honest. I love that she's vulnerable. And... She's just my boo thing. And I know you guys love her too. So hopefully you enjoyed this taste of Taylor. My interview with my girl, my boo, Claudia Oshry. And there is a part two to this. So look forward to that as well. Coming TBD, we'll let you know. Anyway, have a great one, guys. Uh, we have another great taste of Taylor coming next week to you. Who's it going to be? I'm going to make you wait. Have a good one, guys. Bye. <laughs>